Yo, 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 what's poppin'? It's your girl Malia, and this is Young and Opinionated. It's been a minute, but we're back. And honestly, I've been in my head the last few days, so I just kind of wanted to share and do a little life update and tell you where I'm at and what's been going on. So let's get into it. If you're trying to stay more up to date in the moment, make sure you're following me at the Malia Elaine on Instagram and at Malia Elaine on TikTok. So your girl's been missing in action for a little bit. Um, I think I've been in my head and that's a place that I feel like we all go to sometimes and it holds us back than any physical obstacle. We are our biggest critic and... I try to just make myself proud every day and sometimes it's like, okay, well, have I done enough to be proud of myself? Like, that's where I've been at. I've been trying to grind, been trying to grind, but at the same time, grind on social media, right? Let's talk about that grind first. Uh, There's been a few grinds. Social media grind. I feel like I've outgrown my space, like my bedroom. I live at home. If you haven't been following up for updates, I am apartment hunting right now to move out for the first time all on my own. And I feel like it's hard to grow in a space that you feel like you've already outgrown. Um, And that's not all the physical things. Like my room is cluttered because of physical things. Like I own a lot of things and my room is very small. That aside, the clutter does clutter my brain some, and it's like I'm not in a clean, motivating. I'm it's it's as clean as it's gonna get. It's overfilling, you know, and so it just feels like it's getting claustrophobic, and it's affecting my mental. As far as can I be creative in this space, and where are my creative juices, and what happens when I feel like I'm being really creative and coming up with a cool idea and it flops. Is that a sign saying that that's not the path to go down and stop trying to think of ideas and just be genuine and authentic? Or am I supposed to just overcome the hurdle and keep being creative and keep being creative and one day something's going to take off? You know, like one of the ideas is going to start me off in the direction I want to be, you know? So that's where I've been kind of mentally with social media. I feel like there's not a whole lot of updates. I feel like every day is looking the same for me. So as much as I would love to vlog and have the cutest little aesthetic life, that's not what I'm living right now. And to that point, I'm because I'm not motivated, I'm not going after things. I'm just not motivated right now. I'm not going after things with the right mindset. And so I'm trying to fix that. And this has been a good week for me. I feel like I've done a lot better. Um, I've been insecure recently. And it's not like a beauty thing or a where I am in life thing. It's like how I'm taking on life I'm kind of insecure about. Because I still have some bad habits. And a TikTok came up um, from my one year ago. And I was also reading my journal about where my life was a year ago. And I literally last year was still talking about breaking bad habits and all this stuff that I knew I have that to me in my head to achieve 
where I want to be, like where I see myself at in the future, I should be doing something every day to get there, you know? And so the day-to-day life I live is not going to get me to where I want to be. So I need to change that. I need to take what the power I have and change that. Why am I staying in bed until one o'clock scrolling on TikTok? That's not useful for my day. That is a terrible use of my day because then I I, I get out of bed, get in the shower, wash my face, brush my teeth, make a matcha, make a breakfast at one o'clock, crawl back into bed and watch YouTube for 45 more minutes, binge watch a show, get up for my next meal, like... I'm not having productive days or I wasn't, I wasn't having productive days and nothing that I was doing in those days was going to get me closer to my end goal. Of course, that's not something you want to vlog because there's nothing to vlog, you know, and I thought because I was still making the amount of TikToks that I wanted to make in a day and they were still doing decent I say decent because I just, I see so much for me. I want so much for me that I'm like, this is a great starting place. And it's not a starting place. I worked really hard to get to where I am right now. But now that I'm like, I just always want to keep going. And that's, I need to live more in the moment because I know five-year-old Malia would be screaming, bouncing off the walls, doing backflips on the trampoline to see where we're at right now. But I'm just always trying to keep pushing. And that's something I do need to just live in the moment more and be so grateful and so blessed, which I'm trying to do. I've been driving in silent car rides, just trying to be blessed and like live in the moment and thank God and manifest and look back at manifestations and see which ones have come true and just be in the moment. That's been a beautiful thing. Like ride with a top down, no music playing. Like, I don't know. It's been powerful for me. But yeah, my day to day was not looking the way I wanted it to look. This is like a mini therapy session for me, mind you. This is just me going on and on. But my everyday wasn't looking like I wanted it to look. I'm paying for a gym membership and I'm not going. I used to have a part of the bad habits list was stop having late night snacks. Like you can have a late night snack, but stop having snacks in your room so that it's so accessible for you at two o'clock in the morning, roll over and grab something. And... I still have snacks in my room and I did so good when I didn't have snacks in my room. Not that there is a diet I'm trying to follow or anything like that, but it's also like what you put in your body is important and I was just constantly fueling myself with terrible stuff. Being a food TikToker, like a lot of people want to see me eat fast food and I love fast food. I want to see me eat fast food. But in between those moments, I need to be putting better things in my body than spicy chips and sour candy. And that's what I was keeping next to my bed. And that's okay in moderation. But I was eating it in between every single meal late at night. Like I was just snacking 24-7 on bad things. So for the time period that I didn't have snacks in my room, I would have to go downstairs, portion out a little bit into my hand or on a paper towel or in a bowl, take that up to my room and only eat that portion instead of killing the bag, just eating the whole bag, eating the whole bag. And so I'm looking and it's been a year and I'm still doing that bad habit. And I just got down on myself. A lot of the bad habits were still there. And so it's like when I tried, not tried, when I let those things go, when I stopped having those bad habits, I saw enormous growth in my life. And I was so 
like I just felt fulfilled in a different way. So it's like, I know that those bad habits are holding me down. They're bringing me down and I'm letting them win this battle. And the excuses I make in my head for it is absolutely ridiculous. I'll say things like, oh, well, you're never 23 again. Like eat this food before, like eat it now while it doesn't affect you. It is affecting me. Weight aside, it's affecting me because it doesn't give me energy. It makes me a sloth. And like I was having those types of reactions and I'm not trying to trigger any eating disorder or anything like that um, because we all I feel like struggle with relationships with food but this is where my mind went when I was looking at these bad habits because I just know that I can do better for myself in the long run so I'm starting again this week And I'm knocking out those bad habits and I'm setting up my goals for the week of things I want to accomplish. And as I do them, like it's like runner's high, like you just feel so good and you feel accomplished and you feel fulfilled for the day. You feel productive. And that was a feeling I was missing. So this week I've been super consistent in the gym and something I was doing in the gym for a while was something I was doing in the gym for a while was saying like, okay, at the end of my workout, I'm going to do cardio or I'm going to do abs just to finish off my workout, like whatever my workout was, because a lot of my job is just sitting down, standing, like I'm not getting a lot of activity motion. So I wanted to make sure I'm still moving my body. Right. And I would tell myself like, oh, do 12, 330. Like everyone talks about that on TikTok and then it's a good workout. And that's like, seems like a decent amount of time. I'll put on a YouTube video, put on a podcast and I'll walk because I hate running, I hate running, and I just don't feel coordinated for the Stairmaster enough, like, I have to look down at the stairs or hold on, like, one of the two, and I would tell myself, sorry, the loudest car is going by, um, I would tell myself, okay, 12, 3, 30, and then whenever I would, like, walk a whole mile, it would, I'd walk a mile in, like, 12 minutes, 15 minutes, I'd be like, oh, well, I walked a mile, I don't have to do the whole thing, I hadn't even broken a sweat yet. I just got bored and tired of doing it, so I just stopped doing it. I would lay down to go do abs, and I would do 10 sit-ups and 10 toe touches or something. I don't know. And then be like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then I would leave. Like, okay, Malia, you were getting better at the consistency of, like, going to the gym, but now let's make the time in the gym worth it. Let's actually feel proud of ourselves when we leave and stuff like that and this week I've written out my workouts and did them all the way through no cheating and that's just like a good feeling at that point first thing in the morning I'm already feeling accomplished I'm also making sure that I eat breakfast I don't just have a coffee or have a matcha and start my day like I'm eating my breakfast that's fueling my body and it's a good breakfast I'm either doing like a yogurt parfait with hard-boiled eggs, or I'm doing oatmeal with bacon, like I'm having a full meal. And that's making me feel better throughout the day. And it's giving me the energy that I need to go through the day. And then instead of coming home from the gym and being like, oh, well, I already did the hard thing today of going to the gym. Now I can just sit on the couch and sit on my phone for a second, like, and that second turns into hours and hours. I get straight into the shower I shower, I get clean, and I move on to the next task of the day. 
And it leaves open so much time in the day to accomplish things that I would say like, oh, I don't have time to do that. The other day I was laying in bed and I was trying to convince myself not to go to the gym when I knew I should go to the gym. I was just like trying to convince myself like, oh, I'll just do an ab workout on my floor in my room or follow a workout video on YouTube. Like, no, you pay for the gym, go to the gym. But then I went to go do an oil treatment in my hair like I always do before wash day. And I was like, you're worried about, you're always trying to think of new content to do. This is content. Record yourself doing your hair. Don't just do it while you're scrolling on TikTok still because you still want to watch TikToks while you do your hair. No. Like, I swear, my addiction to TikTok is, that's the real problem here. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm just trying to build some better habits and break some of those bad habits. Um, my social media intake, I'm proud of myself because when I was looking back, I used to have a really bad problem of comparing. And of course, you're still going to do it every once in a while, every here and there. But I mean, I was constantly comparing people. Um, their their productivity in the day. If I woke up and someone had already been to the gym on Instagram stories, I'm like, oh, well, they already won this battle. Like, why are, why am I battling people that don't think don't know I'm battling them? Why am I comparing my day to theirs? Why am I doing all these things? And that's what my mindset was last year. And I don't know what switch flipped, but now I can just like look at social media and be happy for the other person and be happy for myself. Um. And so I don't feel like social media has a negative side side effect on me as far as comparing. And that's what a lot of people think that social media like hurts your um, self-confidence or yeah, breaks down your mental health. But I think now it's just the addiction to scrolling and just constantly wanting to be up to date on what everyone else is doing. And even like phone aside, like I could just be doing that on YouTube and just always checking YouTube and like wanting to see what else is going on. But it's like I've I've worked on the part where I'm comparing, but now I'm just still trying to consume so much. So I'm trying to work on those bad habits. I've done a lot better at keeping my room clean. That was a bad habit I had. Last year, my room was always a mess. This year, it's a little tougher because... Thanks to God, I'm getting all this PR and stuff and these boxes and these packages and these items that I'm being sent, like, is cluttering my room. And I want to keep everything because when I move out, I'll have room for all this stuff. And it's like new stuff. I don't want to get rid of it. I'm giving stuff to friends, but I also want to keep some. But it's cluttering my room. And so I'm having to constantly clean it. And it's not like the deep clean of, like, dirty clothes everywhere. It's just, like, trying to find new places for things. And I'm trying to get rid of stuff slowly but surely but I'm I'm a hoarder in a way too so I'm just trying to find new places to make things fit and it's just looking cluttered but at least I'm keeping my room cleaner now last year I wasn't taking care of my skin I was going to sleep in a lot of makeup time and time again and I fell into that habit um I would say like February and March but then all of April I've been so good about doing I bought new skincare to keep me motivated to do my skincare and I've been taking off my makeup every night and going through my whole skincare routine and I think I'm like craving a routine I'm trying to learn self-discipline and just not having to be motivated to do things but just doing it for the greater good for yourself and that's what I'm working on right now but I think I'm craving a routine I think the fact that I don't 
have a nine to five or school during the weekdays and I still know what things I need to get done but I have the freedom and the blessing to do them whenever I want to do them I just am being lazy about it and only getting done the bare minimum you know and I'm craving that routine and I think that's something that's making me excited to move out is to have that routine right now it's pretty routine at least that I go to Jamal's on the weekends Friday Saturday Sunday I'm with him right at his house or sometimes he's over here um and that kind of throws off the routine too because then like basically gives yourself three days of free for all and not getting stuff done and not doing things because I want to spend time with him and it's harder to do things at his place and all these things because I want all my stuff to be able to be productive and do my stuff and all this stuff excuses but there's some truth in there um So like that's tough and it's like of course I want to be with my man. I'm going to see my man. But it's just like craving more of a set routine and so I'm trying to get it down that my week routine is so locked in and so good that it's fine to have a free for all Friday, uh, Saturday, Sunday. Hopefully just Saturday, Sunday. Like I'll still see him Friday, Saturday, Sunday but like still get done what I need to get done on Fridays, you know. It's all about balance. I'm trying to learn balance but yeah, I do feel like I'm craving a routine like I when I thinking of that woman that I want to become she wakes up she goes to the gym she has her full breakfast she showers she gets dressed she goes and sits down at her desk to do work and not do work in her bed and she goes on walks throughout the day and she sits by the pool and actually gets that vitamin d from the sun like I swear I never go outside like I'm never in the outdoors and that's another thing I've been trying to do is do emails and read outside just live outside of the four walls of my bedroom and so I'm just trying to create that routine that the woman in my brain the woman that I'm going to be has so I'm not sure how I'm going to share this on tiktok I do, a lot of you who listen to this podcast are on my TikTok, and a lot of you may know that I used to be a waitress, and I haven't talked about it on TikTok yet. I'm not sure when I will or how I'll bring it up. Um, I get nervous of making anyone disappointed, and I also, from... From being someone who followed social media so intently, I watched so many YouTubers grow from little to big. I think I followed Tana Mojo. I think I started following her before. I know for sure before she had 100K because I remember that being a thing. So it's like you see their lives change as they come into successes and things. And I do feel like I'm at a turning point for the better as far as my successes on social media and it's opening the doors for me to do things like move out and maybe not work in the restaurant anymore and things like that because it's becoming more of a job instead of just a fun hobby which I love 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 I can't wait for it to be not a job but a career that I just love doing um I feel so blessed but I know how that is as a consumer and I you kind of they kind of lose their relatability 
And I know a lot of people like my waitressing stuff because it makes me relatable. And I, a lot of waitresses follow me. A lot of bartenders follow me. A lot of people just love seeing tip counts and me ranting about my night and all things like that. Because, um, yeah, it just it keeps me relatable. But I... Beginning in March, things really took off for me as far as the business side of TikTok. I said in 2023, I was going to learn the business because I knew there was a business behind it. And that has nothing to do with the content that I put out for my supporters, uh, my family, my besties, my internet besties. It has nothing to do with that. That doesn't change. 99% of my content is still just to be me and express myself on the internet, right? Just like the way this podcast is. But for that 0.1%, there is a place on the internet to make money. And everybody knows that. And it was like, okay, if I'm going to do this and it's doing well for me, learning a part of the business would not hurt me. And I said that that was my goal in 2023 is really to learn the business and figure out how I could capitalize on this in one way or another while still, be, while still being myself and everything. And March started taking off for me and it got to a point where it was so busy and turnaround times for things and meetings for things were at times that I would be at work and work um, waitressing would like hold me back from these other opportunities. And I was like, when I left my corporate job, I knew that I wasn't fulfilled and I knew what I wanted my end goal to be. And I had to believe in myself enough to take that leap. And God blessed me abundantly through making that leap and believing in myself and praying on it. And then I went back to my safety net. I didn't feel good enough just doing it and hoping for the best because maybe still bills still had to be paid. Okay. Bills still had to be paid. So some type of job that was going to give me money still had to be around. So I fell into my safety net and I went back to waitressing. It was a very small schedule so I could still focus. I think I was only working the weekends like Saturday, Sunday, or maybe even Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but I was giving myself the week to really prioritize me and what my goals were. And I'm blessed to be in a position that I can do that, living at home, only having my, I really only had my car bill. That was it, right? And... As time went on, I just kept picking up more and more shifts and was working basically back at Outback. Or yeah, I, I, don't, I never really said that because I didn't want to expose my location. But um, being a waitress, being at Outback, I was working there four days a week. And again, prioritizing that and then working so much there that I was tired and didn't want to do stuff on the days when I, that I had off. And I was like, that's not what we did this big risk for. Like, I didn't turn down a corporate job to not be doing what I want to be doing and doing extra of this. So then I pulled back again on days. And then it got to the point where I was so busy that even those days were getting in the way. And I looked at my manager. I said, I don't know what to do. I love this place. I love my coworkers. I've worked with these specific coworkers for almost five years. Like, these are my friends. I don't want to give this job up, but how am I supposed to turn down these other opportunities? Like I can't, that's what I worked for. This was always the job to support me while I keep working. A lot of people who aspire to be other things, especially in like 
entertainment, I guess you would say. Have a, like you've heard of a million singers. They used to be waitresses and all this stuff, right? Because it's a very flexible job. And so it's like I held on to this to support me while I was figuring out what I really wanted to do. And I think what I really wanted to do is right in front of me and I can't block that blessing. But I'm also scared. I'm scared of not having a safety net. I love to have a safety net. I always want to be one foot in, one foot out. Like I, it's rough. So she looked at me and she goes, take 30 days. She like came straight at me, take 30 days. You'll be off the schedule 30 days. You figure out what you want to do. You see how it goes. You push yourself. You do it. And at the end of those 30 days, you get back to me and you tell me what you want to do. I said, oh my God, thank you. Okay, I think I needed that push. So I had my 30 days off. And then without any heads up, I was just terminated. I was taken out of the scheduling app. I was taken off of the billing roster. I was just taken off everything. I no longer worked there. And I was like, whoa. I just got the notification. I was just like, okay. The 30 days weren't really up yet. And I was still debating. I was like, I, I, this isn't stable yet. Like what's going on? Like, I still think I would have stayed and done one day a week, two days a week and just made it work and found a better schedule for it and all these things. But I think I needed that push because I think I got scared in my safe zone again and I got pushed out. And that just happened. And so it's like, I just got pushed out of my comfort zone. My safety net just left. Now I have to make this work. And that's not going to change my approach again on social media. If a brand deal that don't make sense comes up to me, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing stuff just to make things happen. But it, it forces me to stay motivated and go after what I want and not just settle in what I was doing. When I quit my 9 to 5, the first thing that came to my mind is... A lot of the people that I know that hate their jobs right now, they did the correct path that like would be in a textbook, but they didn't follow their passions. And the people that I see that followed their passions are living a happier life. I need to follow my passions, but playing it safe, you, you're good. Like if I were to stay at a nine to five, I'd have a retirement plan. I'd have health insurance. I would... Like, I, I'd have that same paycheck coming in every week for that stability. Like, I'd, I'd be playing it safe, but I'd be good. But that's not what I wanted to do. I didn't feel fulfilled. I was the, depressed. I was the lowest. September of last year when I was working the 9 to 5, the home of the September, I was at my lowest. And I was like, I don't want this. So I got to make something else work, you know, so... That's the tea on if I'm still a waitress. Um, I never want to disappoint anybody. Like I said, when I quit my nine to five job, but and I'd taken everybody on that journey with me, finding jobs, going on interviews, all these things. I didn't want to tell them that I quit. But then everyone was so beautiful and so kind to me and so amazing to me saying, go after your dreams like you're young, do it pushed me and but I was so scared and I'm so scared to say this because I'm scared to say this because that that job was a month it was here and gone and I didn't like it this is a job I had for so long and I have emotional ties to it I have friends I have like a FOMO thing going on right now too it's like oh I miss my friends and we would get drinks 
on Wednesday night and stay and gossip and all these things. And it's Wednesday night and I'm just in my room and I don't have a whole lot of social interaction doing this right now because I just have to grind by myself. And so I miss the social interaction and it's it's hard for me to admit it online because it's hard for me to admit that that chapter is closed in my life. Like, I got to close that one. If I go back to a part-time job, I don't think I could go back to waitressing. Maybe bartending because I barely did it there. But, like, that was my waitressing chapter and it closed and it closed for me. I didn't close it. God closed it. So I can't keep going back to something that God removed out of my life. Because I kept going back. I kept going back. But God took that out of my life for a reason. And I need to explore the other doors that he has open here for me. That's going to lead me to the path that I'm supposed to be on. That he wants me to be on. So if I were to pick up another part-time job, I don't think it would be waitressing. And yeah. This has literally been therapy. Welcome to Inside Malia's Brain. If we're being real or being honest and we're in Malia's therapy session, I got my feelings hurt the other day. I don't know if feelings hurt is the right thing, but I'm going to say feelings hurt. I made a vision board for my 2023 and... It's like I'm so close to checking off all these things and I have checked off all these things. And a lot of these don't have necessarily timelines. It's just I hope to make this happen in 2023. But there is one on here that has a specific cutoff because it only happens once a year. And so I either make it or I don't. And it's the first thing I've had to check off my vision board is like it didn't happen this year but we're going to keep it on there for next year and we're only going to work harder towards it and that was do I say it they say don't tell people your next moves but that's just how I am I talk too much what's the in-between of not telling people your next move but manifesting I guess you don't tell people your manifestations either. You just keep growing on it. Dang. Sorry to leave you on the cliffhanger, but I'm trying to be my best self. And so I got to keep, I got to stop telling people my next move. You know, I got to manifest and move in silence. That's what they say. Move in silence. So I'll let y'all know when I make it and I get to check off the thing that I want to check off. So check in this time next year. Okay. This is literally the diary of Malia Elaine at 23 years old. Like, screw a home movie. Like, these are going to be crazy to listen back on and listen to my growth. Since this whole episode was on insecurities, I wanted to talk about this one that I'm overcoming day by day. And I'm honestly, I would say I'm 98% there. And I'm proud of myself, so that's why I'm going to speak on it. Um, I had... A toxic friendship with someone and it wasn't in the moment you just think like okay that's what friends do that's what friends do and then later on you like notice like that wasn't good for you that was toxic that wasn't cool right and I had a friend who growing up our awkward middle school years our ugly outfit years the years that you're allowed to look crazy you know 
I looked crazy. I dressed like I was in Shake It Up meets Hannah Montana meets That's So Raven, like that Lizzie McGuire, like that's how I dressed. I didn't dress like the way 15 year olds dress now because their style icons are Kylie Jenner and these things like people who have style. Mine were Disney characters. That's who I emulated, you know? So I looked like that, right? I'm so sorry about this dumb car. What is it about men that make you rev your car? Like, do you do that on the street that your ex lives on to remind them of you? Like, what is the point of revving your car in a neighborhood? Anywho, she would make fun of my style and she'd be like, I'm not going out with you if you wear that. And she'd always change me and like style me in her own outfits, right? I'm talking a 20 year friendship. Like, since we were, we have pictures at each other's first birthday, right? So, it's like, okay, I'm going to listen to her. Like, in my eyes, she's cool. She's hip. La-di-da-di-da. I let her dress me. And over time, this is where the insecurity hits because I'm still figuring out what it was. When did I stop dressing for me and dressing to fit her image of cool? I don't know. But then when did the transition of me just liking that style hit? Because I don't remember ever, ever dressing in something to look like someone else or to be like someone else. I bought, I didn't have a whole lot of money growing up for fashion and stuff. I didn't get to just buy the trendiest clothes, right? But like when I did finally buy things, I bought it because I wanted it. I didn't buy it because someone else wanted it. And... My style ended up looking like hers, but at the same time, we're shopping at the same place. If we were to look at it now in 2023, it's like we're both shopping on Fashion Nova. You're bound to come up with liking the same pieces. You're bound of buying the same things. And if one person has the money to fulfill it, and one doesn't, it doesn't mean that I not having the money wouldn't have bought those things. I just didn't because I didn't have the money, you know? Or then when I did, I did buy it. I couldn't help it that you bought it a week before me. I'm not sure. This this is still a healing journey for me. But coming back from our friendship and how we broke things off, is she was telling me that it looked like I wanted to be her and I was trying so hard to be her and she was like look at how we dress like you dress like me and I'm like it made me feel like did I lose a sense of my identity being friends with this person but then friends have a lot of similarities you you find people like you so it's just, it would just baffled me and it's like I had to find myself but then I'm like, I never lost myself. This is just me. I've always just been me. Just because someone's perception of me was false doesn't mean I have to change everything about me. I never I never lost myself. I was true to myself through and through. And that affected my like self-confidence of like how I dress because I was like, well, who am I dressing like? And like, like you, how do you look at style but then make it your own? But I'm like, this is me making it my own because other people are hating on it. So that means it's not just, I would post to get ready with me and people would be like, you need a stylist, you need stumbling. Like, no, I like what I'm wearing. I feel confident in what I'm wearing. This is just my style. Like I have my own style. It's never that I copied someone else's or did something of someone else's or lost my sense. Like this is still my style, 
But then when people tell me I can't dress, I'm like, oh my gosh, well, I want to be able to dress. I want people to think I'm stylish and look at my style and be like, oh, that's cute. So then it always, I always felt like I was dressing for someone else. It's like if I would make a TikTok of pick my outfit, what if you pick the outfit I don't feel the most confident in? When I have an outfit right here that I feel the most confident in, that's what I should wear. Or when I'd be picking out outfits, I would show my boyfriend and be like, what do you think? And if he says, oh, I don't really like this outfit. Why am I taking it out of my cart? I still like that outfit. I'm going to keep that outfit. That's my style. That's a piece that I like. So that's something that I'm still overcoming every day, but I feel, feel very happy with where I am and how far I've gotten. And I think I'm just going to end it there. This was a great therapy session for me. Tomorrow, tomorrow if, I, if you were to get any advice out of anything I said, because you had to listen to a lot of my hardships. I know I share a lot of positivity on the internet, but I hope you're able to walk away with this as a piece, a pocket of positivity. Um, Wake up tomorrow and do things that emulate the life you see yourself living when you're living up to your fullest potential. Get steps closer to your fullest potential. And so I'm going to go plan out my tomorrow and figure out what I can do to be the best version of myself so I can get to my fullest potential. Bye, guys.